Hello and welcome to Unsocial Commentary, your favorite football banter podcast. As always, I'm joined by Keegan Ems. Good morning. Hey, how are you doing? Good, and yourself? Not too bad, um, but I think let's start with uh, Arsenal versus City. So what is that, 5-0, huh? Yeah, 5 Zulu. Hey, yo, the poor guys, man. Like, I was literally, I put the game on, like, I was lying in my bed, put it on my TV, and, like, I got up, went to the bathroom, came out, like, 1-0, I'm like, oh, my word. I was like, okay, this is going to be interesting. And, like, what, four or five minutes later, 2-0, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, man, this is not what Arsenal needs. Like, what are you guys, what is, what's Arsenal? Well, I always say you guys, because I always think, well, I kind of forget that you've dropped them now. Um, but yeah, they're sitting, what, 18th in the, in the league table with three games played. Like, what is it, negative eight, I think, goal difference? Not looking so good. Yeah, no, I don't think there was any other result in that situation. I'm actually just going to look at the table now. Yeah, at negative the moment, yeah, at the moment, they're sitting stone last. Um depending on what what happens with Norwich um, and other teams if they get peppered or not but yeah there's no other way and their fixtures aren't exactly great not that I'm going to uh, you know shout for them or say anything I still get the flack from a lot of people which uh, remember me as an Arsenal fan so uh, (laughs) I've been getting messages I've been getting messages about it Um, I didn't watch there is still definitely going to be a part of you where you're like, yeah, you know, you. I think because of the messages that I've been getting, I, I wasn't going to watch. Like, you just be like, I'm not watching that game. But yeah, there's no but other you way. Know you were, every now and then, every now and then, you were just checking the live updates, like, oh no, three, and then five minutes, oh no, it's four now. <laughs> it's like, okay, I'm glad I didn't watch. <laughs> so the thing is that we said we were going to talk after the game. So I went to go check the score because I was like, oh, it must be halftime around about now. And then I was like, yo, I think by that time it was three. And then your brother was telling me, hey, your team's losing. I was like, whose team? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So he brought me back into it. Uh, But I don't see it. I didn't see it going any other way. I didn't think of any shock victory. Um, They've got obviously tough fixtures compared to everyone else. But yeah, it's, it's Arsenal now. This is a new team, which I feel is mediocre. It's a mid table team at best. And it's not because they don't have the players. I think we'll obviously talk about some of the transfers that were made. Um, you know, the latest sure. one, Odegaard coming. And I saw Smith Rowe and Odegaard were playing together in the lineup. Yeah. Um, even that's questionable. But yeah, like the teams, they've got players. They shouldn't be that bad. But yeah, I think yeah. as a unit, I, chemistry and coaching. Yeah, that's that's kind of what they're lacking. Arteta's got the backing of Arsenal, he's been given money. He's, you know, they bought Odegaard in, like you said, they bought Aaron Ramsdale in. Which, when I when I first heard about it, I was excited. Young English goalkeeper, he is good. Um, but then you have to also understand that his last two seasons in the Premier League, he was with Bournemouth two years ago. They got relegated. He was with Sheffield as uh, Henderson's replacement. They got relegated. Mm-hmm. So for two seasons in a row. Um, not not through any fault of his own, but you know he's been relegated. So it's fitting that Arsenal are sitting bottom of the table. He's, that's <laughs> kind of where Ramsdale seems to be. <laughs> oh, but I don't know, man. Like 
They've definitely they've definitely spent money. They the squad's not horrible, but it's not a team for this season or next season. Like it's something that they're gonna have to take time to build. And yeah, unfortunately, I don't think Arteta's gonna be given that time. Which maybe it's not unfortunate because I don't think he's he's not really a caliber that Arsenal need. And we have spoken about Patrick Vieira coming in, and I mean he hasn't done well either. They got knocked out of the Carabao Cup. Mm-hmm. I don't think Crystal Palace have scored a goal in the, in the Carabao Cup for two or three years now. Like they've been kicked out for the last three seasons in like one of the first games. Yeah. And their Premier League, they haven't scored a goal in the Premier League yet. So like it's been a hard start for Vieira too. But I don't know, man. Arsenal, yeah. I, I don't know what to say about them. Like, obviously, I'm happy because I don't like Arsenal, <laughs> but it's also not nice to see them like sitting bottom of the table. Like, you, you know, you want them to at least fight for Europa or something because it is a big name. They are one of the top six clubs, at least with history. You know, they've they've always been there. They've always been like they're the invincibles or the invincibles. My bad. Um, but yeah, it's it is a sad state. I'm not sure what they can do to fix it because even if you look at Liverpool how they struggled before Klopp came in like it took Klopp two or three years to turn that team into something special and yeah it's it's tough man it's tough I would not want to be an Arsenal fan right now like one of my favorite things to do when I don't have when I'm bored as I go on YouTube and I watch Arsenal TV it's it's hilarious man it's like the fans. It's, you just get a good laugh yeah Oh, those, yeah, they cracked me up, man. But I think it was—it's uh, that thing of not having an identity. Like I didn't watch the game, but going forward, it looked like they had a plan. Like you know, were they crossing oh, out wide? Like, were they playing the center? Was it touch? Was it you know one touch football? They just there. They, they pitch up they, and play. Exactly. It's almost like so. Like I remember when I played Cravenwick, we had a uh, there was a big debacle about players that signed contracts off the school so we lost like six of our best players and then all the coaches pulled out and we got a guy like basically um, a country districts coach you know nobody knew him and his his game plan was if you're in the 22 kick the ball out but if you're anywhere on the field do whatever you want like literally that was our game plan like you guys do whatever you want if you're not if you're not close to your own draw line you can do whatever you want and it's almost Arsenal like you can see Arteta wants to press. He wants to play Pep's football, but he can't. Like there were two occasions where they almost caught Edison out with a high press, but that's where their goal came for uh, Gabriel Jesus. One pass from um, Edison took out five of Arsenal players. Yeah, and then they played three more passes after that, and the ball was in the back of the net. And it's like. That you can't, man. Like, yes, you want to press, but your team has to have discipline and it has to be, you have to press as a unit. You can't just have four players pressing and the rest of them sit back and leave the midfield wide open for one long pass and then they're basically on their counter attack. Mm. So, like, you can see how Ajita wants to play, but I just don't know if they have the players or if it's the coaching, but it's, yeah, something's definitely not clicking there. I think the, the other thing is someone like, Granite Chaka, like you guys, they wanted to sell him so badly, and then all of a sudden, like a month or two, three weeks before the transfer season or deadline, he gets given a new contract after his year's performance. Typical, yeah, typical Arsenal, typical Arsenal. 
Like, oh, yeah, I don't know, man. That midfield, it, and, and like you said, you play Odegaard and Smith Rowe in the same team with Saka. Like, and you're Shaka. not really going to get much. Yeah. And exactly, what's he going to do in the midfield? You know, like, I don't know, man. Arsenal is definitely in a sad state, unfortunately. I just wish that we had them in the first three games. Like, <laughs> pretty much a given win. <laughs> get some easy points. No, I think anyone yeah. smiling who's got Arsenal because they know it's a guaranteed three points. Um, they yeah. played well against sure. West Bromwich. I think it was the Carabao Cup. But even there, like, yeah. it's just, it was, I don't think West Brom showed up. If they really wanted to, they could have taken Arsenal. Um, oh, yeah. If they really For wanted sure. to. But I think they obviously respected the Arsenal old where a lot of teams these days are not going to do that, especially when, you know, like now their confidence is super low. And it feels bad to, you know, drag their name through the mud. But the players need to actually be like, well, listen, yeah, this is me that everyone is coming to watch. This is our club. The fans, the stadium, we've got the resources, the facilities, but we are mm-hmm. we are we are joking around with this. Um, they're just not serious. And that's what I'm saying. There's something missing. And I don't think I think if you look at now the all the shaka thing, well, like as you said, they wanted to sell him, fans were upset with him. Plays well at Euros. Now we think he's a hero. Yeah. We sign him again. Yeah. And he was a captain. What was it? Last game or something like that. I don't know if he was captain yeah. this game as well. But you're like, well, no, what he wasn't. Obama Young was. What's the standard now? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Well, what you, is if that? If you're going to make your captain, you can have a guy that's like literally taken his shirt off and like told the fans, fuck you. And now he's the one you wanted to be your club captain. Like, and then another thing that I actually found very hilarious was last weekend when they lost to Chelsea, mm-hmm. um, Arsenal put out whatever it was, like an Instagram post or Twitter or whatever, like, oh, full-time defeat or lost. Or we, we were defeated by Chelsea 2-0 or whatever the score was. And then William, William goes and likes the comment. <laughs> 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 I'm like, yo, this guy's not serious. Like, oh. It's like it's like an undercover, like working for Chelsea still or what? I don't know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, there's just so many players that that they had fought over the se- the years, and like having David Luiz in your team, like I don't think that's like yes, he's a good defender, but he's not there. He's not gonna help your youngsters. Like mm-hmm. he's not gonna bring the the ethos and the tradition that Arsenal is about. Like because he's a joker. Yeah, their signings. Are, well, exactly, he is. I mean, how many times, you know, he costed Chelsea or PSG or now Arsenal, and then you got Granit Xhaka as well. You want him to be your captain? Like, he got a red card, straight red today, mm. for a stupid challenge. Like, mm. there's no need in the middle of the pitch, diving in two-footed. Like, why are you doing that? And then Arteta's on the sideline, like, all like, oh, well, that's not a red card. Like, mm, it is. You're not allowed to do that. So, mm. it's, Yeah. The Arsenal players definitely need to take a look at themselves. I don't think they've got a leader. Like they, they, they spoke about this whole Ben White coming in and you know changing things up. But he's new to the club. Um, he's not obviously. He, he, he hasn't been. I don't know who's who's actually there in that club. Who let's say has been yeah. there from the from the tough times from when they were under Wenger up until now, you need, you need like, you know what they call a statesman or something like that, you know, some mm-hmm. strong figure. The only one I can think of is Bellerin and he's a clown. He's more interested about obviously his fashion and stuff like that. He's not, oh, yeah. Yeah. He's, he, he hasn't got that it factor, you know, 
And they've lost them over a few years. They haven't kept those type of people. Funny enough that we obviously speak about that. The one person I think that they could bring in, because there's something obviously I watched um, this week, there was a podcast or interview with Jack Wilshire. Where right. no club is signing him, like he's uh, training by yeah. himself, you know. And that's yeah. still a person that was under Wenger. He's a leader, right? Yes, he's injury prone yeah. and stuff like that. But he needs to come into the club and be like, "Oh, they could bring him in." He's still twenty nine. Oh, yeah. He's my age. He's twenty nine. He's not done yeah. with football. No, he's fit. Age. No, boy. no. Yeah, he knows how. And it the used fact to that be. he's been injured for so long, like he does, you know, he hasn't got the miles that someone at his age would have, mm. like a Wayne Rooney at twenty nine compared to Wilshire. Like Bush has got fuel left in the tank. And I was also like, I did hear the same thing that he was let, released by Bournemouth and he can't mm. get a club and he's trading on his own. And I also thought, I'm like, fuck, I'll United, sign him up. Why not just bring him into the squad? Like, he is a quality, he's an ex England international mm. at a very young age. He's played at the highest caliber of football that mm. you can. Yes, he might not ever get back there, but the guy, I think, is a professional and. Unfortunately, he's been riddled with injuries. But yeah, even if he went to Arsenal, like he'd bring some stability back to that. Yeah. Like he just, yeah, he's got the discipline, he's got the leadership. Like I think it wouldn't be a bad signing. It's not, he wouldn't start, he wouldn't be your marksman. But I think he'd bring a little bit of that ethos back to the club where it's like, hey guys, we're not a laughing stock. Right? This is serious. But then again, would he even, <laughs> I don't know if he'd even want to sign for Arsenal right now. I think he would go. I wouldn't say he'd go anywhere. He hasn't got offers from what I, I I watched. He hasn't got offers. Like no one's knocking on his door. I think there are obviously some people in the championship and maybe some other divisions. But he knows what he can do, what he has done before. And you know there is that tough part to be like, you can't tell the person like take the knock and go play. You know championship football, go play for another sure. division or lower sure. division and stuff like that. Especially when he knows that it's only been injuries. And exactly, yeah. I think they could get him fit, um, even if. It comes to a point where he's not always starting. I think this will probably be they must look of it, look at it in the future to say that, well, this is a person that sure. is well respected at the club. He's got a history at the club. We all knew of Jack Walsh when he was coming up as that guy, which is oh, going to yeah. be at Arsenal. He was, I know he yeah. obviously said that one of the biggest mistakes he made was leaving, obviously. Sure. But there yeah. was a, a element, there was something about him. And I think even in terms of him maybe coaching one day, it would be great if he had to come back to the club and maybe as he ages or something like that, if he feels like, you know what, I can't compete with these young guns, start transitioning sure. into that. Because exactly. Arteta is going to be on his way out and they're going to need and want someone which was at the club. Yes, Vieira is there and yeah. stuff like that. But Wilshire, I think, I don't know, he has something about him which I feel that he could become a very good manager sometime, sure. but he still wants to play. And that's that's yeah. good for him. And he's still got that. I feel he will still bring that sort of element back to the club to be like, okay, guys, we're not messing around anymore. As much as he's small yeah, and stuff like that, he has a commanding rich. presence. He has got that commanding presence. Like, I don't know. I think that would be a smart move. But I also feel like a person like Arteta wouldn't want that because he wants to run the show. Well, yeah, I think Arteta is very like. He's taken Pep's management style and he's like really tried to copy it. And yeah. unfortunately, you can't copy something. You have to be your own person. Like, mm. you know, you can't, you can't be like, oh, that worked at City. Let me try and implement it here. And it's like, the thing is, man, Pep Guardiola, like, he eats, breathes, and sleeps that stuff, man. Like, the while I was listening to something the other day, he was looking at 
while he was at the city stadium, he had like a bunch of ducks flying over the stadium or something while they were like, you know, they do the whole migration thing. Oh, I think it was the drone flying. footage. Yeah, it was the drone footage. Yeah. Did you watch that? You watched the documentary on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I was like, dude, this guy is like, like he goes home and his family must just be like, please, please just stop talking about football. Like, just like, <laughs> yeah, that's all he does. He probably like, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, Pip. I mean, but that's it. He's in love with the game and like, he comes up with these crazy, like he does, he has changed football since he's managed. I mean, you look at everywhere he's been, he's done something great. And like, you can't be a copycat. You've got to come in with your own style. Like Jurgen yeah. Klopp came in with his own style and changed a lot in England. Like, And then it took Pep Guardiola to come in and be like, oh shit, okay, we got to adjust a little bit. And then they got the Premier League back. Like mm. Arteta's kind of like, Oh, you did that two years ago. I'm gonna try that. It's like, no, those those are old. We don't do that anymore. We we found ways to get it by that people have figured out that you know the tiki taka that I used to play or whatever. I've adjusted it a little bit. And Arteta's like still maybe stuck in the old days. Like I don't know if he has any fresh ideas that are coming out of his old mind or if it's just like you know, like I said, a copycat in a way. It's you know, and Solskjaer is the same thing. Like he wants he when he plays. Ferguson, he's trying to play Ferguson football. But we have enough players at United that understand that and have been there mm. and like they know that this is this is United. This is how we play. So it's like, you know, they can accept that and be like, okay, well we're gonna push and play the way United let's try and bring United to the way they used to be. And I think with the signings that they've had and the youngsters coming through, like, yeah, they they they're on a better path. A much better path than Arsenal. Like they're mm. a lot closer than Arsenal for sure. But as you said, the United brand of football hasn't changed. You know what it is. No. And because the yeah. club has that ethos and philosophy, you can be like, well, this is a United player, or it's not a United player. He'll fit exactly. in or he won't fit in, right? Yeah. Now with Arteta, anyone can come in. Anyone can come oh, in, yeah. anyone can go. <laughs> like you know, that's what I'm yeah. saying. That's the Sambi guy that they brought in, you know, Shaka and a lot of the new signings and stuff like that. As individuals, they're great. And maybe they could work well in a city team with everyone else sure. compensating them and saying, well, irrespective of how you want to play, this is how we play. At Arsenal, there's nothing sure. dictating how they play. So there's no one to correct you for you to say that you're costing here. Yeah? yeah. Because, like, what is the brand? Yeah. Of yeah. It's it? almost every man for himself. Yeah. It's the same and thing. I actually that... watched, Sorry? I watched the video of um, that was on Instagram. The Premier League put it on. It was one of Arsenal's goals, and it was like in the basically from the goalkeeper got played out into the midfield, and it was Ozil was still playing, and it was just it was that one touch football that Arsenal mm. is so good at, mm. and like within five seconds, Ozil like got the ball in the middle of the pitch, played it off to the off wide, had come run into the box, receive the ball, and just, it was, dude, it looked like art. Like, when you look yeah. at it, you're like, fuck, that's football. Yeah. And that was like Arsenal. Arsenal will, that, exactly, that you're like, okay, this is typical Arsenal. That's an Arsenal goal. Now, like, they, I mean, you couldn't, you could be playing, I mean, fuck, you even played Brentford and they couldn't <laughs> even score a goal. So, you know, whereas before with Wenger, they would have destroyed them. First game in the Premier League, they would have put five past them easily. Mm. 
Oh, but you need certain type of players which might not have the biggest work ethic, but like they play smart football. Because I think I I might be I might know that goal you're talking about, one where Ozil takes it out wide, and there was even something like a skip that he made, like he pretended like yeah, he was going to receive, and he skipped, and then you know yeah. he comes past that, and that's that's Ozil for you. Like he creates that sort of magic. There used to be Santi Cazola, which also used to be the exact same thing. Yeah. You know? He yeah. maybe might have worked hard, yes, but the thing is that. There was something about okay, let's play the one-two. We're not playing one-two mm-hmm. anymore. We're passing here, passing no. here, passing. There's no one-two. There's nothing to create no. the space and gaps. Um, Jack Wilshire was another one. That famous goal that he had against Norwich, you know, where him and Giroud were. Part, yeah. I don't even know how many times, you know, that was that one-two, one-two, one-two. No, no one's doing that anymore. So, yeah, um, it's a quick flare. You know, you just you catch, you you keep everyone. They don't know where what's happening next, but it's just the, the there's just no options now. Mm. Like. Everyone that gets the ball at Arsenal now, they're like, they get the ball head down, two or three touches, and then they look up and go, okay, what's next? And then they mm-hmm. play the ball back. Mm-hmm. Or you get a midfielder like Granit Chaka, who's he's never going to do that for you. Mm-hmm. Like, he's never going to run forward or push forward, player one, two, beat the player in front of him, receive the ball going forward. Like, that's just not how he plays. And granted, like Odegaard, Smith Rowe, and then Saka, like, they'll get there. But mm-hmm. You, you need that there's yeah they're just missing that flair someone in the midfield like I don't even know if Odegaard will do it I'm, I'm actually very worried about him because he's been on the he's everyone's known about him for I mean 10 since years since you're 16 yeah and he's exactly and like nope he didn't really do it at Madrid but he was still sought after people knew he was a good player but now that he's gone to Arsenal like, I'm really worried that he's like gone there to die like <laughs> because Unfortunately, if you're going to be in a team like that, like he's not going to be able to do, he's not going to be able to play the football that he plays. He's going to have to basically just yeah be a midfielder and box box. I think with the players that they do have, I feel like they could play that football. You look like at a, a Pepe, you look at a Lacazette, yeah. you look at um, Obama Yang, and you've mentioned Saka. I think he can turn it on. Yeah. I think Odegaard, oh, yeah. maybe uh, Smith Rowe, I'm not too sure, you know, like a Martinelli. I think they could do it. But the thing is that I feel like that's maybe the people going forward in front. Where it comes from the back going forward, maybe there's something lacking there where a Shaka mm. would initiate that kind of thing. Um, yeah. And with that being said, I also feel like even if they wanted to do that, Arteta would shoot a brick if they started doing oh, something yeah. that he didn't want to do because that's not Pep football. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. He'd be tearing his hair out. That perfect hair would just on the touchline, you just fucking go crazy. <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, poor Arsenal, dude. But guess who's back? Yeah. Yo, boy. So oh! I, I wanted to definitely go talk talk about that because we were talking about, obviously, certain brands of football. Um, the news first came out that Ronaldo might go to PSG, which was going to be quite a tantalizing prospect because, you know, imagine now, Obviously, there's, we'll come back to Mbappe, but imagine Messi and Ronaldo on the same team. I don't think the, the, I don't think Ronaldo would allow that, put it that way, but it was a possibility, you know, given the circumstances. Then there were talks of City, and I was like, okay, fine. Yeah, that's a little, maybe it's a little bit more realistic because I don't think you'd want oh, to team yeah. up with, with, with Messi. But even then, I was like, is Ronaldo really a City type of player? I understood why they might want him because of obviously the fact that they need a striker. Sure. So I was like, well, it works for City, but does it work for Ronaldo? 
And um, there were rumors there. You know, there were talks about Wayne Rooney saying that he can never go to City. Um, the fact that Alex Ferguson was about to start, you know, uh, you know, he might die if that had to happen. Dude, I, I was honestly, when I woke up in the morning and I saw it, and like all, all the articles were like final, you know, final stages, final stages. I was like, this motherfucker. <laughs> I was like, if this guy goes to City, I was like, I, I just, I could picture it already, like a big blue banner with Ronaldo hmm. and it would be welcome to Manchester. Like, you know, the previous time he was in Manchester, he was at the fake Manchester. Now he's mm. at the real Manchester. Mm. Oh, I was I was not happy when I read that, man. And one of the crew on board is a Chelsea fan, and he was just giving me shit. He was like, oh, you know, your boy's going to City. But, and I was like, man, I really do. I can't believe it. Like, I don't think Ronaldo would ever do that. But then they were like, oh, he's spoken with Pep. He's getting on a flight. He's going to Manchester. Like, he's packed mm. up all his stuff in, in, in Nuva or at in Juve and I was just thinking I'm like maybe this guy's got a plan he's going to land in Manchester and go straight to Old Trafford that's what I was hoping and then I woke up in the morning and I saw like oh United have signed him and I was like oh good okay that makes me feel so much better because I think I would have had to I would have joined the Messi bandwagon if he went to if he went to City I would have been like I don't know there's nothing anymore best players I would have I would have jumped ship 100% can't go and play for City, like not not in this day and age. Man. You're going to be like sour. That, I think it. he would have. I would have been very sour. I think most United fans would have been sour. Dude. I think he would have had people at his house all night rioting. Like when he eventually got to City and moved into Manchester, like 24/7 people, he would have had security outside. Like those Mancunians would not have been happy. Mm. But I think going to City, like I could see why they wanted him because. Like, Harry Kane, basically, he drops that, you know, like, if they got Harry Kane, he does like to drop back into the midfield. Like, look how many assists he got last year yeah. with um, Tottenham. And, like, that's that's stealing De Bruyne's limelight. That's De Bruyne's show. In the midfield is, you know, give the ball to De Bruyne, he will be your, he'll find all the passes for you. Mm-hmm. And if Harry Kane does that, they do kind of lose, a pre- they lose presence in the, mid- in the box. Mm-hmm. And... And I think Ronaldo would have actually fit perfectly, in my opinion, that City because he would have just stayed in the box. He would have been yeah. an out-and-out striker. He wouldn't have dropped back. He would have been like I could see why they wanted him. But I think the fact that United have got him, like we just said about having a player that knows the that knows the club, like at Arsenal, someone that comes in and is like, hey, no, this is how we do things. Like Ronaldo will obviously start. He'll be this season at least. He'll be one of the focal points for United, but. Just the fact now that you've got Sancho, Greenwood, Rashford, even Martial, like they're all going to be training with him. Like it's, I think it's going to do so much for the club. Even if he doesn't perform half as well as he did in the last three years, like if he just the fact that he's at the training ground and he can show these players what proper professionalism looks like, I think he's definitely going to make a big difference at United. Like I'll back him. To score 15 plus goals in the Premier League this year. Hmm. At his age, like, I at think he I, I, I think he's got it, dude. I think, I think he's still got it in him. Like, he'll be, he might not win the Golden Boot, but he'll be within the talks. He'll be like top three, top four. I think so. Like, the guy's still got it. He's got the hunger. Now that he's coming back to Manchester, he knows how much he's loved there. Like, he even said it himself, like, he's, he, he was basically treated like a god at Manchester. Hmm. 
fact that he came back is unbelievable. Like I still, I still really can't believe it. Like I never thought he'd ever come back. No, I think it was always a fairy tale that a lot of Manchester, I think football fans in general, just always thought it would happen. Finish off your career, sure. you know, at Man U because that's uh, not where you started, but it made your name. You know, yes, he moved around and he wanted to go test himself, but. Um, you know, there's obviously talks about if he fit in with Juventus, if he did what they wanted to do. You know, I also feel like, unfortunately, him going to Juve sort of dimmed the light out on Dybala. Um, you know, that yeah. guy was a prospect coming up there. And then now, you know, he, he, he I, I don't think it's intentional, yeah. like it's going to happen. Um, although, here's now something I want to ask you is we know that when Bruno and Ronaldo play, you know, not that Bruno has to be the alpha. Not that Bruno sure. has to be the alpha. I think he accepts the role of Ronaldo because Ronaldo has transcended from football. He is, yeah. you know, he costs Coca-Cola $4 billion. You know, he is yeah. he is the name. We only knew about Bruno, you know, recently. And not to say yeah. that Bruno will never sure. achieve those heights, but like, you know, we're debating, you know, De Bruyne versus Bruno and they're still not the best player in the world. Um, no. Ronaldo is something else. And now the only question is to say, you know, we've, we saw Bruno first day. Um, we saw Pogba. Now a superstar comes there. Is it going to be something that's good for maybe Pogba? Because now Pogba doesn't have to be the superhero that everyone looks at anymore. Like, hey, right. do your thing, be free. But also does yeah. it not give Bruno that incentive to be like, well, this is my spot now. Let me yeah. let the guys move forward. I'm the talisman, yeah. Sure. Well, that is, I mean, and we saw it in the Euros, we saw Pogba, I mean, um, Bruno and, and uh, Ronaldo, they didn't really click that well. Like, Bruno didn't have a good, a good Euros. And I'm almost putting it down to that, you know, he has to accept that Ronaldo is the one that is the focal point in the team. Mm. Um, but I, I don't know, I do think that, I think United will find a way, like, you know, Ronaldo, he'll sit up front, Bruno will. I think they'll link. I think they'll link up well. I do hope that just the fact that they'll have players that can really stretch the team. You'll have Sancho on the wing, or Daniel James. He's not as good, but he's fast. Just you know, he'll keep. And then Rashford on the other side. Martial can play on the wing. They've just got pace surrounding him now. So I'm just hoping that yeah, with those guys on the wings, they'll be able to really give either. Bruno or Ronaldo more space in the middle of the park because if you don't look after Sancho or Rashford on the wing, between Ronaldo, Pogba and Bruno, it's just going to take one pass. Mm. They all unbelievable passes the ball and they'll put the wingers in. So like now I think United's attack is definitely a lot more I guess, solidified. Yeah. Finished. You know, yeah, it's just there's now you look at it and you're like, okay, this is it. That they can do something with this. Yeah. But again, our problem is almost like Arsenal's problem. If I will put money on it, if Nemanja Matic starts for Manchester United, <laughs> we'll either lose the game or we will draw the game. We will not win. We'll never get three points with Matic on the pitch. If Matic starts a game, United will not get three points. So here's I, my question. I, 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 why would Matic start? Because what are you seeing now as you're starting 11 with Ronaldo there? Who eats bench? What is it going to shape like? What do you feel formation? Like, give me your Man United. Let me say your best so one. Be, yeah. 
yeah, your best sure. lineup. So obviously it will start with either De Gea or Henderson. I think De Gea will probably hold it for this season, mm. but Henderson will push once. I know he's been injured and all that, so I think Ole will give him a chance. But I think because De Gea's got his name behind him and he is he's had a good his first two games were actually really decent. Yeah. So I think it will start De Gea, and your centre backs will be Varane and and Maguire, Juan Bissaka. Mm. And Luke Shaw, mm. and then going up in the midfield, I kind of feel like they, I think they're going to play Fred as the holding. Mm. Like I, I don't know. It's it's between him and McTominay, but I think they're going to have Fred, and then left side midfield will be Pogba, and then Bruno next to him. Up front, on the left, they'll probably play. Rashford and Ronaldo in the middle, Sancho on the right. Okay, but and that's uh, where obviously United are going to fall short. Rashford is injured still. CDM. Yeah, well, yeah. So but, who's in I mean, ideally, right now they would either put, they're probably going to end up putting Sancho can play on the left and either start Daniel James or they'll put Martial on the left. I would rather go Martial. I'm not, I'm not a big I, fan of Daniel yeah. James, but yeah. Neither am I, really. He's got the pace. It's good to come mm. off the bench and, mm. you know, when everybody's a little bit tired. Mm. But I do think the, the, the strongest side would be Rashford, Ronaldo, Sancho. Um, and the good thing about that is you've got pace on the wings, and that's what you need. Like, if you've got Ronaldo in the middle, you need pace. You need guys to... Because otherwise, everyone's oh, everyone's going to know, okay, Ronaldo's in the middle. We need to mark him seriously. But then if you've got a team that can counter like United can, you know, Ronaldo can drop back into that center forward position on a counter. He doesn't have to do those 60-yard dashes. Like, I'm sure he doesn't have that left in him anyway. He's a 37-year-old man. Like, he's going to be, you know, more focal. He's not going to run around the pitch like he used to. He's not going to be tearing defenders. He's not going to take them to the byline and, Hmm. You know, so like that's going to be left to Sancho and Rashford, and I think, I think that United attack is good, and the fact that they have got two young players on the outside that are happy to press, Sancho and Rashford will both press on defence. Um, it gives them the ability to play Ronaldo. Because hmm. if you look at PSG, I think PSG are going to struggle. I don't think they're going to do anything with Messi. They'll win. The, they'll win league. Yeah, they'll win league uh, for sure, but they're not going to do anything Champions League because. Who's going to press out of if Mbappe stays? <laughs> it's it's going to be Neymar, Messi, Mbappe. Who's going to press? Who's going to who's going to push? You know, and that's how three, if yeah. you look at Pochettino, that's that's Pochettino's style. He wants players that work hard. He wants you to press. He wants you to you know look at Tottenham. He transferred Tottenham or even Southampton when he started at Southampton. He got them to play like really quick, intense football. And I don't think the front three at PSG. I can't see those guys pushing. Messi's not going to press. You think you think Neymar? Like, come on, Neymar's a... No, nah, there's no way he's going to do that. Neymar's just going to sit still and wait for the ball to come through. So, I think, yeah, United have got the front organized. We're just going to struggle. If we don't do anything this season, it's going to be down to our midfield. More of our defensive midfield. Like, we don't have a central defensive... Like, we need Declan Rice. If we have Declan Rice... United will win the Premier League, they'll win the Champions League. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you. We, so need, saying... we need some... 
Yeah. So you're saying Fred is the reason why they're not doing that right now. <laughs> or not Fred, right. but Ma- more Ma- Matic or McTominay. Or <laughs> none of them, none of them are that good. Like I like McTominay; he's one of my favorite United players. But he's he's just he's not he's not the same level. Like he's not gonna take you to Champions League finals, you know. Mm. And Fred's the same thing. Like if you watched uh, the Southampton game, was they had Fred and and um, Matic playing. Mm. Fred played like five or six passes to no one. <laughs> either straight to a Southampton. No, I promise you, either straight to a Southampton player or straight out of the, off the pitch, throw mm. it. And you look at the guy and you're like, why? Like, this, that's where, that's, to me, that's the only thing United lack right now. We've done, United have done so well in this transfer season. They've bought a solid center back. They've got in Sancho. Right. Now they've gotten Ronaldo. We've got Cavani on the bench. Yeah. I mean, you know, Greenwood. Rashford can put in... A, Greenwood's coming through. Like, he's really, really impressed. Last season was a little bit of a dip for him. But this season, he seems to be back on form. Like, that United team is hot, man. We just don't have central midfielders. Yeah. And you can't ask... You know, if you... if you Pogba could probably play that role. But who's... Why do you want to waste Pogba playing deep? Well, I was like, going to ask if Pogba couldn't... I know he can play that role. Um, I think he would be one of those who would be almost like a Calvin Phillips, which will take the ball and run up forward. I think, exactly. especially if you want to build from the back, he might be the guy. I think there is yeah. that option. The issue is now, who do you replace him with? Do you want to go take in your old uh, Mata and say, hey, dude, come start um, for it? It's not really a bad option, but you know, he's obviously also a bit old. Uh, yeah. yeah. And I think that's why, I think that's why they will play Fred. I think Fred will have the or Fred will probably get picked ahead of McTominay and Matic because he can kind of push forward and he is a box to box player. So if they need to, Pogba can drop back and help him. But he's just I don't think he's got the quality in him. Like yeah, he's he he just plays one or two like if you're playing a big game, if you're playing City and you're holding midfielder plays three or four wayward passes, you'll lose the game. Like, you can't afford that. You can't afford to give the ball away sitting on the pitch or pass the ball out when you're on a counter-attack and you have a misplaced pass. Yeah. Like, that's why I also, like I said it to you a while ago too, like I wish United would buy Calvin Phillips because he's a solid holding midfielder and he's got that, he can, the range of passing yeah. of that guy is unbelievable. Yeah. So he could sit back and when there is that counter, like, Nine times out of ten, he's going to make that pass and it's going to be executed the way he wanted it. I was going to and ask, think, though, would you rather have Rice yeah. or Calvin Phillips? Well, I was about to say that now. Is I think I would rather have Declan Rice because we've got Pogba, we've got Fernandez. We don't need another. Now We need now a solid midfield, someone that will hold and demand and control that midfield. The other thing with Rice is he can play as a centre-back. So you get Juan Basaka and Luke Shaw, let them push forward, what does Rice do? He steps back into the back. In well, Calvin Phillips three. as well. Now you've, no, he can. He can. But I think Rice is more of a central defender than Phillips is. Like, mm. don't get me wrong, I'd be over the moon if we got Calvin Phillips. I would love yeah. him to come. But I think Declan Rice would be a better fit for United. Like, kind of like that Carrick, just, you know, someone that can just sit in the midfield and dominate the midfield. It's like, this is my midfield. 
and he'll easily drop back into a back three. Then you'll have Maguire, Rice, and Varane. Like, that's quality defense. Like, you're not just going to run through those guys. But if you're not, I mean, yeah, how, how many more days are left of this transfer market? Because I know they're pushing for Declan Rice. What, they got three days left or something? Yeah, three days. And West Ham are wanting Jesse Lingard. So I could see maybe something coming Some over sort of the trade, line. Yeah. But, but they do want a lot of money for him. I think they've put a hundred billion pound price tag on him or something, which is ridiculous. Like that's so yeah. I think what you're gonna see there's gonna be a huge price tag placed on English players now because of obviously Brexit. So you're not yeah. only getting a player, you're getting your quotas met. And exactly. that is worth an extra maybe, you know, twenty to thirty million. Yeah. No, for sure. Otherwise you have to have some youth player or some you know, someone that's, you know, Joe Blow just taking up spaces in the squad because by law or because of the Premier League, you know, that you have to have so many homegrown or whatever mm. they call them. So I don't know. I would I would like United to to make one more signing, but if they don't, it's not the end of the world. Like this has been an active transfer market for United. They've done well. The fact that they actually got Ronaldo like within a day or two I was very surprised. Like they still haven't released the fee that they paid for him, but I'm gonna imagine it's gonna be around thirty million. Mm. And then who knows what kind of wages he's on now. He's gonna be on some serious wages. I think he was yeah. earning fifty million a year. Jeez. It's like, you know, a million a million a week basically. A week, yeah. So or I mean a million a yeah. Oh sorry, a month, not a week. Like, <laughs> yeah, a million a month. A month, yeah. yeah. So it's like <laughs> I don't know if he's... I would like to see what he's going to get paid because I know City couldn't actually afford to sign them if they wanted to. Mm. They had to sell players. And I think that's one thing, like, when, when I read it, I was like, I can't believe this because they're pushing for Harry Kane. Yeah. And, like, they hadn't got it over the line. Obviously, Levy wants more money, but there's talks of them getting rid of Gabriel Jesus. There's talks of lots of players, like, that they want to... Well, they have to offload because financial fair play, which you could argue that financial fair play isn't actually a thing. It's actually just a fad. It's not like, you know, City can go and spend $100 million on Grealish yeah. and give him a ridiculous wage and then, like, sell one player and go and spend 150 on Harry Kane. It's like, yeah, financial fair play is not... I don't think it's as strict as it used to be. Like, Chelsea got banned for two years for reaching the financial fair play, but I don't think now, especially with the whole COVID thing coming into play, I don't think they have strict or as, yeah, they're not going to implement their rules as much, but I just, yeah, City, from what I've read, City couldn't actually afford to sign Ronaldo if they wanted to. They had to sell one or two players. And the fact that the United could, I mean, United have sold no one, which is disappointing. We have a lot of players we need to grow. Like right. Phil Jones needs to go, and like Still that guy well. is a fucking yeah, and he won't give Varane number four either. He's like, no, 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 I'm keeping number four. I refuse to change to give my jersey. So sure. now Varane's wearing 19. It's like, dude, this is a World Cup winning. Like, <laughs> you you haven't played for United for three years, and you won't give up your jersey. Like, come on, like you know Jesse Lingard needs to go. Like, I don't know, yeah. United kind of have the same thing as Arsenal where 
they'll give Mata a new contract. They'll give Matic a new contract. And you look at it and you're like, why? Like, I don't quite understand that. It's, yeah, we need to, but again, like I said, I'm repeating myself, but the midfield for United will be our downfall. Like I said, if Matic, or if Mata starts a game, we're either losing two points or we're losing three points. We will not <laughs> win a game with Matic in our midfield. You don't rate it. can't stand the guy. I can't stand him. He's, he, he's, he just takes too many touches on the ball, keeps his head down, doesn't look like by the time he gets the ball, like if we're playing the one, two, one, two, he gets the ball, it's like, oh, okay, I'll do my own thing. And he just runs around, gets six or seven touches, gets caught in possession, turnover. And you're like, I'm sure it's one of those things where teams also know that when, okay, we, we, we hold, hold, when Matic gets, we press. Like he's a rabbit. Definitely. 100%. Like you can see it because as soon as he gets the ball, like two players or at least one player is like on him as quick as they can. Like he's just, he takes way too many touches. And I think that's going to be United's downfalls in the midfield. So, but yeah. You were talking about PSG and you don't think they, um, you know, that team will do well with the stars that they have. Obviously, now there's going to be an issue around Mbappe. Um, which I I won't say I saw happening, but definitely um, from what is from how he has evolved from the player at Monaco to obviously being the big star at PSG, yeah. it seems like there were obviously issues when Neymar came because you know all the hype was around Neymar. Now there's the Messi effect, which I don't understand why he's sour about it. Like this is the greatest of all time, in my opinion. And like yeah. as much as you are the bee's knees right now, like you, you're never going to eclipse it. You have been at the club for how long? This is what Messi's doing. You know how people are queuing up to PSG to buy shirts. If you look at oh, the yeah. YouTube channel, like in a month they've gone up like you know three or four million subscribers because oh, everyone now it's, you can look at all their videos. It's like okay, you know we're training this week. Everything now is headlined by oh, Messi's first, yeah. first week of training, Messi mm-hmm. doing this. And they're getting yeah. millions and millions of views. Like oh, That's yeah. what he brings to the club and it would have been the same with yeah. Ronaldo. Like You can't hate on that, but no, him no. being the superstar that he is now, he will get that when he delivers, obviously, or when he... We were talking about him, obviously. People were raving about him after the World Cup. So that's what you need to do. You need to perform. So, and people will and, be talking about think After the Euros... Mm. And after the Euros, he had a very disappointing Euros. Like, mm. I, yeah, he's obviously a world-class striker. But after the Euros, the only thing he did was score that and that goal that was disallowed, which was amazing. Like, you mm. can't say that wasn't a good goal. But, yeah. well, it wasn't a goal because it was disallowed. But <laughs> the fact is, he did, he, did, he did nothing else in the Euros. And that made me think, like, oh, I don't know, is this guy really the bee's knees? Like, is he everything that everyone's hyping out to be? Like, he's a great striker, one of the best, for sure. But I still find it very, very surprising that after PSG bought or signed Messi, mm-hmm. like, he still wants to leave. Like, I find that so, so interesting. Like, why? Why Why do you want to go to Real Madrid? What is, what's, what is at Real Madrid right now? It's nothing. You can go play with Hazard and Bale. Like, between the two of them, I think they've had more time off than, like, anyone. He's yeah. either playing golf or injured. Like, I don't understand why he's... He's not going to go to... The thing is, he's not the kind of guy that... Like, he's not going to carry a team on his shoulders. No. I don't think Mbappe's got that yet. He's yeah. not going to go there and, like, when Ronaldo got to 
um, Barcelona or Real Madrid, like that Real Madrid team was Barcelona, or that Real Madrid team was basically Ronaldo. He made that team. Like when you watch that team, you could see that okay, this is their talisman. And I don't think, I don't think Mbappe has that. Like the fact that you know they couldn't even win the French league last year. And they haven't really done much in the Champions League either. I mean, they didn't win it. They got to finals, yes. But he's not really, I don't think he's, not that he's not mature, but it's going to take him time. He's still a kid, man. He's a baby. I, I, I won't say maturity, but that's what I'm saying. You know, we spoke about figures and clubs, you know, where Arsenal's missing that. Him going to Real Madrid, the fans would get anything. happy, but it doesn't do anything. Yeah. They would rather, I think, no. that the team itself would rather benefit from having, let's say, Sergio Ramos back or Ronaldo back compared to Mbappe. Yes, Mbappe can score goals, but it's the same thing. Vinicius is scoring goals right now at the moment, but exactly. like we're not hyping him up now. What's, it's just like exactly. he's a player that we look towards, Luka Modric, we look towards uh, Tony Cruz, we look towards exactly. uh, Benzema and uh, maybe even Hazard. Like, I think people still look towards Hazard doing something before Mbappe does. Like, yeah, it would be like, oh, yeah. that's a great goal and stuff like that. But he's not... He hasn't got the it factor. But that's the thing. Like, you, you, those names you just mentioned, like, they're all synonymous with Real Madrid. Like, think of Real Madrid, those names pop into your head mm. immediately because no one's bigger than any club, obviously, mm. but they are the club at the moment. Mm. Like, Real Madrid is or was Sergio Ramos. Like, you knew that when he was on the pitch, they're going to do what Real Madrid does because mm. of Ramos or Ronaldo, because that's the player they are. They bring that... You know, like they'll go into the changing room and the, the coach probably doesn't even have to say anything because yeah. fucking Ramos will eat you. He'll chew yeah. your ear off if you're doing shit. Yeah. You know, and and that's I don't think Mbappe, whether he'll ever get there, I don't know. But I don't think he's that's not that kind of a player. Yes, he's great. He's he's a good striker. He's flashy. He's quick. He scores good goals. But that's all he does. Yeah. He's a striker that scores. He's not he's not going to become the club. Mm. So, I, I'm very, very surprised that Real Madrid are willing to splash 180 million or 200 million or whatever it is on him. Like, wait for him, get him for free next year. No, the problem is getting him for free next year means that Klopp has a chance, means that you guys at Man United will have a chance. Obviously, I don't know how long they've signed Ronaldo for, if it's only a year or two, but you know, then he could go to a, oh. a, a Man United or something like that. So, I think they want to guarantee it. I think it's, I won't say it's a waste of money. Um, but through the last, because obviously I think two years ago, a year and a bit, or we, we had the discussion, obviously, Mbappe or Haaland. But I think just over the Euros and the way this has panned out, the way this is going over now, I would definitely choose a Haaland before I'll choose Mbappe. I think so. I, I do tend to agree with you. I think whoever gets Haaland now, like I'm hoping that, if, if if PSG do sell Mbappe, I think Haaland will be offered a shitload of money to go to PSG. Because mm. also PSG, the owners, I mean, they, they, they the, the, the Saudis or whatever you want to call them from Qatar. Mm. So they're very big into public image at the moment. I mean, that's why for them, Messi, getting Messi was probably the best thing that could have happened for the Qatar World Cup, for PSG, mm. for Qatar mm. in general. Mm. Especially with all the bad stuff that's happened, like you know, people dying when they made the stadiums, poor living conditions, poor working conditions. Like, they do want to make their public image better. And I think Messi is a great way to do it. And I think that's why they were they were 
thinking of the whole Ronaldo thing too, because for them, I think public image is more important than anything else. Um, I think you'll yeah. obviously another another discussion to have, but I think in terms of the world of business, it seems like that's more important than what you actually do, the image. So for them, it would have yeah. been massive if they could have got Ronaldo and Messi in one team. Imagine Ronaldo, Messi, oh, and yeah. Neymar. Good God. Oh, my word. Not for yeah, the fact know. that they will achieve anything, but... <laughs> Just the fact that they're all on the pitch together in the same jersey. would be like, yeah. wow. Yeah. Yeah, no, it would be... You see, and I... Do, yeah, the whole... The Mbappe, I don't know why. Like, I'm not sure why he would be so keen to move. Like, stay... you got one more year. Like, and I know he's pushing to move because he did say when he signed from Monaco that one of the, the, like, it was a gentleman's agreement, it's not in his contract, but it's, they said to him that, hey, if Real Madrid come knocking, we will negotiate, we will let you go. Because he's always wanted to play for Real Madrid. And I get that, it's the same as Ronaldo, like, when Ronaldo went to Real Madrid, they were good. They had, I mean, Modric was in his prime, Tony Cruz, they had Ramos in his prime, like, so I can understand why he went and look at what he achieved when he did go there. He won everything. But you look at Real Madrid now, like that's they're not there anymore. That's not what they have. They don't have that caliber of players. Like I mean, yeah, they've got the names, like Hazard is a big name, but what has he ever done in a Real Madrid shirt? I don't think I've ever seen I've never gone to YouTube or Instagram and like it's thrown in my face like this amazing ball from Hazard. Or week in, week out, Hazard's doing this. Like mm. him and Bale, both of them, they've both gone there and they've been very, very mediocre. Like Bale's had a lot more, yeah. I guess, limelight than than um, Hazard. Like he scored two goals in the Champions League final. Like Bale, yeah, he's done a lot more. But I don't know, man. Like if if, if Mbappe goes there, I still think I think Madrid will still struggle. I don't think they'll be. I don't think they'll. I mean, right now they are basically the favorites to win um, La Liga. But I don't you don't know, think Atletico? I don't see. No, from like if you read the what the bookies and that all say, they they they've put all their money on Real Madrid. Surprisingly. Okay. Oh, with uh, after losing. Also with Ancelotti, with, uh, Ancelotti back. coming back, yeah. yeah. No, I, I I can see Ancelotti doing things, especially like. I think they would gather on a lot of the older players and he'll sort yeah. of strategically put the youngsters in there to sort of grow them. Yeah, um, yeah they, 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 they become, uh, I wouldn't say uh, a team that's expected to win, but they become a, a lot more solid, if you want to put it that way. Oh, yeah. Um, no, they and do. They will be able to go into their reserves, meaning obviously the players, you know, that they do have to say, well, let's pull up these, pull up these victories, and we can't lose to one, two, three, four. So no, I do, I do get what you say. Um, compared to the circus that they had maybe last year, um, sure. maybe they are a lot more stable. Obviously, they've lost their leader. Um, but now it goes back to PSG to say that yes, you know, we've got Neymar, we've got Messi, who will not press. Um, no, they won't, and. Mbappe is not going to press either, and I mean, I I'm I'm very interested in the the, the group that they and obviously they got City. Mm. The PSG will make it through to the group stage, no doubt about it. But I don't think they'll top it. I think City will give them a bit of a hiding because mm. that City team, like today, you just saw them as a complete unit. And that team, they played so well today, and 
everybody will press in the city team. That's how they play. And that's the type of players they've got. Everyone's happy to drop back. Grealish will go fetch the box in his, ball in his own box if he has to. And but you even see that... You're not going to see Neymar do that. And you even see with the City team, as you're saying, with them being complete side, you know, five different scorers. Because this game, I think yeah. it was the last week as well, it was four different scorers as well. So, like, everyone's got yeah. a chance, you know. It's not like, oh, okay, we're dominating. Or we... Yes, maybe that might happen when you don't have, you know, the striker or a striker. Uh, sure. But even then, like, you know, as you say, a complete package, whereas a PSG, yeah, a PSG might be lacking something. I think, yes. Uh, I don't know. I think there's still obviously a bit that a reliable figure like a Messi and a Sergio Ramos, which is also very weird for them to, you know, if you watch one of the videos of them, you know, first week of training or Messi's first, first week there, you know, Ramos and Messi chatting as if, you know, they're best friends. Like they have to obviously now that they're teammates and yeah. stuff like that. But you just realize that, yeah. oh, you know, maybe there wasn't really bad blood between the two. It was just basically alphas being competitive. It's sportsman. Yeah. Exactly. I think, yeah, that's exactly it. I think they both wanted to be the best at what they do. And it's very understandable. Like, I think if you've got Ronaldo and Messi in the same team, they might very quickly become best friends. Mm. They were arch rivals on the pitch because they both wanted to be great. Mm. But, yeah, I think Ramos and Messi, I think, will have a good relationship. I mean, like you said, you watch the video and they're just chatting banter and mm. having a good time. And I think, yeah, definitely players will. And, and that's why I don't understand. Like, I find it so difficult that... Mbappe wants to leave. Like this team is being they're doing whatever they can. Like they are building something at PSG. Yes, they've yeah. bought two old players, but two of the best players in the world. Like Ramos is one of the best center defense defense but, uh, central defenders to ever play the game. Now they've brought in Messi. Like that PSG team is it looks good. I just don't know. <laughs> Maybe with a different coach they could achieve a lot more. I don't hate, I'm not hating on Pochettino. I think he's an amazing coach. But he's but it's like mm. his style of football that, yeah, the, the, those players I don't think are going to fit exactly what he wants. Unless he changes, he might, you know, he might have to change his approach. And again, Champions League is knockout football, so anything mm. can happen. Mm. You just need Messi to have a fucking great game and One score free three kick. goals. Yeah. Cool. yeah, and then it's done. And the thing is, the fact that you've got three Neymar, Mbappe, and Messi. If one of them can afford to have an off day because the other two are great. So, yeah, I, I do see, I mean, PSG are definitely a threat. I'm not saying mm. they're not a threat, but I mm. just think that when they come against a team like City that's so well coached, so rounded, you know, I think they will struggle. And I think also maybe Mbappe being a bit short-sighted is the fact that, well, you want to go over to Real Madrid and, you know, you want to be the bee's knees there. Um you know, they're building, they got a new manager. If the new manager wants you or not, it's a different story and stuff like that. But before you go over there, you've been used to playing French football. Now you've got Messi, which has just come from the La Liga. You've got Sergio Ramos, which has just come to the Liga. You've got to practice one, learn all you can from one of the greatest of all time to be like, well, you know, what is it that I need? You've got a whole year to be like, okay, let's learn from the best. Because when I go there to Real Madrid, I'm not yeah. going to be learning from the best. I am now going to become gonna be maybe one of the best. Yeah. You're going to be teaching now. We have to learn exactly. from Hazard, who's you know, struggling with pizza and weight. Um, although yeah. I've heard that he's losing weight <laughs> and stuff like that. Like, what are you? Who are you going to learn from? So you've got yeah. Messi to learn 
how it is that you play. Then you've also got a Sergio Ramos to be like, well, let me learn how to be tough. How do I beat the defender yeah. like this? Yeah. Or for exactly. free, don't resign, whatever you call it. Or for free, then go on your merry way to to Tarum to, to Dona Free, if that's always been your dream. But that's something you've got sure. two of the greatest people to learn from. You've also got a uh uh Jorginho Ronaldo that's also coming through there in terms of midfield. Yeah. What kind of yeah. balls are they gonna bring yeah. in distribution in terms of leadership qualities? Yeah. What can I learn from this guy? But obviously I mean, that's you a thing. look like you look at the, the Netherlands, like obviously they got kicked out in early stages in the Euros, but look who was their best player, Gini yeah. Ronaldo. He was by far their best player in the whole tournament. Like, that guy is amazing. I was so surprised that Liverpool lost him. Mm. I thought they would have done a lot more keeping. But, you know, again, that's the project that they're building there. I think you offer anyone the chance to join PSG mm. or Barcelona or Real Madrid, they'll choose PSG. Mm. Just because Neymar is there, Messi's there, Mbappe's there, now Ramos is there. They got Donnarumma as a goalkeeper. They got yeah. Kylian Navas as the other goalkeeper. Mm. That team is so good. Mm. Like, I, I, I really, I, I couldn't believe like that. Basic that Mbappe was pushing to leave. I was like, what's yeah. wrong with this kid? Stay, man. Like you said, stay for free. Learn. You can leave for free next year. Mm. You'll make so much more money, contractor-wise. Like, you'll get a huge salary because they don't have to pay. You know, they'll give you a signing-on fee. They don't have to pay a transfer fee. Like, all that money goes into your pocket. So I do find it surprising, um, but yeah, man, it's 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 an interesting. This is probably one of the inter- most interesting transfer seasons yeah. we had in the last five or six years, for sure. Another one, obviously, um, last week or was it last week that we saw the effect of it. But uh, Lukaku, obviously, back in the Premier League, Chelsea looking oh, yeah, very threatening. He's already bullying people. Uh, Lukaku bullied basically the Arsenal defense. Um, oh, yeah. I think <laughs> good signing, yeah. um, very worrisome, obviously, for a lot of defenders. I think a lot of defenders are going to be scared because he was obviously a threat, you know, obviously, Everton days. Yeah. But even, I, even, like, even at United, he was hmm. a threat. But like, it's come out now that he's, he had a, a, not a dietary issue, issue but like a something to do, I can't remember exactly what it was, but he was struggling. There was something that I, I wouldn't say he had a bad diet, but what he was eating was definitely not agreeing with him. Like, yeah. if you look at him now compared to what he was at United, like he's lost a lot of weight. He looks a lot healthier. He looks mm. a lot stronger. Mm. And he's gone to Italy and sorted that out. Mm. And it showed. I mean, he scored a. He had an amazing season in Italy. Now he's come to the Premier League in probably the best shape of his life. Mm. And I think it was always bound to happen. Like he was, since he was a kid, like I was listening to a podcast about it. He went to, when he was playing um, in Belgium, they went to Chelsea for like a tour. It was like under 16 or something. And they were getting a tour of Stamford Bridge. And the tour guide was talking and taking them around, like showing them and like they had to go and like grab grab him and shake him like hey, hey we leave, we're going for the group and he just stood there and he like kept looking at the pitch and I like what's wrong he's like I'm gonna play here one day mm. he's like I'm gonna play here this is I'm I'm gonna be essentially what Didier Drogba was to Chelsea mm, mm. so like obviously like you know they are rivals but. It's it's cool to see because I know he has a burning passion to play for Chelsea and to achieve at Chelsea. So 
for him as a player, he's like he has gone through a lot. Like he's sent on loan to West Brom, sold to Everton, went to United, went to Inter. Like he's been thrown all over the place, and now that is, it looks like he's finally got himself sorted out and knows his body, and which is a big part of it. Like you look at someone like Ronaldo, like. The only reason Ronaldo and Messi are still playing to this day is they pay a lot of attention to their bodies. They yeah. Ryan Giggs was the same. Like he would do yoga for hours and hours. Like he was the first at training, the last to leave. Like you'd always be looking after his body. And if you do that, you know, you can prolong your career. And then not only that, you'll start actually performing on the pitch way better than you ever have. And I mean, Chelsea sold him for a lot of money when they decided United bought him for a lot of money. And now, I think Chelsea must have sold him for like 60 mil or something. And now yeah. they paid 90 mil to get him back. Yeah. Like, he's, worth, he's, he's more than 30 million better than he yeah. was. Like, they're buying a much better player than they sold him for. So, that Chelsea team, I, I'm pretty scared of them, to be honest, yeah. because that midfield is good. They've got They've got the strikers. Obviously, Timo Werner, you know, he, he, he's been very, very disappointing so far. But we all know his quality. We've seen what he's done before. Like, yeah. look at him at Leipzig. Then they've got Kai Havertz. Like, oh, that Chelsea, that Chelsea team is actually quite scary. Yeah. Now they, like, how the hell did they win the Champions League last year? You know, they everything is very, very undercover with Chelsea. They just all of a sudden pop up and then you're like, wow. I think, as you said, there's... You mentioned it obviously with Ronaldo saying the professionalism part and going back to Lukaku and his diet and stuff like that. I think you are right. Um, from what I understand, it's the guy at Inter, which is one of the dietitians or something like that, um, which has basically said, we looked at him and we looked at what he was eating. He was eating pizza and junk food and he didn't have that at yeah. United. And they obviously use that to turn him around. It's the same person now, which has gone to Madrid. And if you look at Hazard now, he's actually in shape after the Euros. So this guy yeah. is obviously, you know, he is that type of person to be like, well, I think for some reason, there's some correlation with food to get these people on point. Um, we've obviously oh. spoken about Ronaldo. He doesn't drink, you know, he doesn't eat, he doesn't take any sort of uh, processed sugar, coke. chocolate, you know, nothing fizzy, no, no, no sweets and stuff like that. Like, you know, professionalism. Yeah. And I think now a person like Lukaku, obviously one, you look at this figure and you're like, geez, you have to compete with this thing. But I think it's also good for the club because not that I think you've got a very Chelsea's got a very talented group of players, but maybe they might take something from him now that he's gone to Inter and he's learned those few things and he can be like, well, Timo, listen, you're very talented, you're very quick, but let's actually start looking at a few things. Let's get a practice early. Let's make sure you're doing your stretching. Let's do maybe extra drills. Yeah. Let's make sure that we yeah. run through these simulations. Obviously, these are also big things that uh, Arsenal's missing because we've got a group of, they've got a group yeah. of clowns that play for them. Sure. But sure. that's what I'm saying. This element of professionalism to be like, okay, let's do things. And it's also the same thing I think Harry Kane also brings to a team. Like, um, yeah, yeah. I listen to other podcasts where they say he's always the first at practice, as you say. Yeah. You know, he's doing things on time. There's that element, yeah. the element of professionalism. So I think that's a great signing for them. Um, oh, yeah. I think the club will benefit as a whole, like you say, like whether it's, I just think it's weird though. Like, you know, they spend all this money on them and then. Only now, how old is he? 26, 27, that someone's finally figured out. I'm like, oh, actually, you know, your diet's bad. If you sort your diet out, everything else will fall into place. Like, they spend so much money. I just find it so hard that 
at United, things like that will look past. Mm. You know, like, I, I, yeah, I, when I heard, like, that's one of the biggest changes he had made, I was like, wow, that's interesting. You think that you go, you sign for a club and you're getting paid millions of dollars, like, you think that would be one of the biggest things of, like, hey, you have to do this, this, and that. Like, these, these are the, this is the regime you have to follow, like, to be a professional. But the fact that you think that some people, like, I got this, um, I think it's called Overlap with uh, Gary Neville and uh, Roy Keane. I don't know if you've seen it on YouTube. It's hilarious. Like, they're just basically sitting down and they just, and Jamie Carragher's there too. And it's just a bunch of banter the whole time. And, like, Roy Keane was just saying, like, how back in the day, like, there wasn't any of that kind of stuff. Guys would go out after the game and just have get drunk and eat pizza and burgers and like he's he, one of the things he said was um, Fergie ph- phoned him the one day after a victory. He's like, oh, how many, how many, uh, like how much did you have to drink? How many bottles did you drink? You guys had a big night last night. He's like, oh, you know, no, I just told Fergie that I had like ten bottles like of beer, and then and then he starts laughing and he's like. I couldn't tell him the truth because you know I, I was probably having like ten bottles an hour. Like, like, like that's how we did. It. That's how we were. Yeah. Like it, you know, there was no emphasis on your diet. There was no emphasis on like, oh, if I eat pizza, it's actually going to affect me in the long run, or even just my performance-wise. Like, I find it very, very surprising that it took Lukaku and him going to Italy to sort that stuff out. You know, especially after being in the Premier League, where you think the Premier League's the creme de la creme of professionalism when it comes to that kind of stuff. I think a lot of people will will slip that kind of behavior or professionalism will slip through the cracks because they're so talented and you know they do have people which are there but even then you can't recommend it to everyone because I feel maybe everyone's just got a different approach but I think everyone needs to have their own element of professionalism as you said for gigs it was a yoga for a Lukaku yeah. it was the diet Everyone needs to have sure. their thing, you know, to be like, okay, this is the one thing that I'm missing. And there are a lot of great, talented people. And when you look at them, you'd be like, well, on a good day, like, you right. know, they can shock the world. If only they were as professional, as disciplined. A person like Dembele, you know, maybe a Griezmann um, right. that yeah. we look at, obviously, at uh, just that's the Barca players. Um, I'm not too sure if Martial no, so is probably Bale, one of the question, question Bale as well. Probably, yeah. The whole yeah. Arsenal team. Um, you know, when yeah. Wenger was there, they were. <laughs> when Wenger was there, I, <laughs> I know that there was a whole thing about, you know, they only ate fish and lean meats and stuff like that. Um, and that was the earlier times when they were doing better when he came there. So he was looking at their diet. I'm not too sure what he's doing now. I know Pep is also one of those when he first came to the city. I think Zabuleta was talking about it. Um, the fact that they yeah. could eat pasta and all those kind of things because he wanted them at least, you know, five kgs leaner. Um, but that sure. professionalism that is demanded um, around those small aspects, I think each individual has to do it um, by themselves. But even then, no, though, sure. you will have, like, there will be some aspects where you're like, you know, so obviously a person like Lukaku, by him taking that seriously, has been able to get his stock up an extra 30 mil. Um, you've yeah. got now, on the other hand, which is now, I just guess, this always comes up, you know, you can be great in one side, but you fall short on the other side. A person like Harry Kane with his saga now, um, where he's doing everything right, but then he's still doing these gentleman agreements. And if there's anything that we learned from the first time we started hearing about these gentlemen's agreements with Messi when he wanted to leave, like they don't, 
it, it's not going to, yeah. to to be anything that holds water, especially when money is involved. And this is how much the club is going to lose and how much they can gain. And it's going to affect the wow. budget at the end of the day. Gentleman agreement does not make sense. Obviously, we've no. seen now Harry Kane stay at Tottenham. I don't know if he wants to stay. Obviously, he's just given up. Maybe there's too much pressure or he's not going to be able to make the move that he wants to make. Um, regardless of that, he's not, let's say, pulling a bail where he's sulking and deciding that I'm only going to sit on the bench for Ronaldo, which says, don't pick me for the oh. starting lineup because I want to move. Um, I can commend him for that, but I still want to say that sure. know, I think that's a bit stupid on his side to, to think that he can do things on a gentleman's agreement. Oh. No, I agree with you. I mean, yeah, the whole, yeah. But yeah, to go back, the whole Harry Kane, yeah, the gentleman agreement with Harry Kane, I do find it very um, interesting that, like, obviously his brother is his, um, is his agent. And it was like, he said to leave VR, yeah, you know, if big clubs come, I would like you to basically think about selling me. And then you go and you look at someone like Jack Grealish, who in his contract clearly stated, if a Champions League team offers me money, you can't say no. Or offers me, you know, wants to buy me or whatever. And then, like, that's the difference. I mean, people have been raving on Harry Kane's brother, Charlie Kane, about it. And I don't know, it's... Yeah, you can't you can't basically just say, oh, it's a gentleman's agreement to let me leave. Like, it's never going to work in business. You know, when money's involved, especially the way Tottenham are run, like, yeah, I find it hard and quite sad for him because, yeah, Harry Kane's not. I think he's he's missed his chance now to go and play for someone like City because next season they're going to get someone like. I think they, they're better off getting Haaland next season. Now, I was saying that you just basically save some money or put the money aside that you would have paid for for, for, for K and invest it somewhere, get some interest and then top it up, you know, to get Haaland next season. Well, exactly. And then, you know, next season, everyone knows Haaland wants to leave next season. Hmm. So, like, because he's had now a gentleman's agreement with Daniel Levy at Tottenham and Tottenham are obviously going to want to make as much money as possible. Hmm. He's pushed for the leave. Like the fact that he didn't come to training and all of that, like surely that's enough to tell you, like, yeah, this guy wants to leave. Like I think Tottenham made a mistake, or maybe not Tottenham, but I think Harry Kane. I guess he pushed as hard as he could, and Daniel Levy just wouldn't accept it. But I don't see. I think this was his, his last chance to leave Spurs. I don't think there'll be a big club off, like unless it's like Real Madrid or something. I don't think City. Yeah, I think City will push way harder next season to get Haaland or someone like that. Yeah. Or even Mbappe. They could get Mbappe come January. Yeah. If they put a huge amount of money on the table, Mbappe, who knows, man, he might come to City. Like, yeah. So I think Harry Kane is, yeah, he's been jewed by, <laughs> the, by, by uh, the staff at, at, at Tottenham and by his brother, unfortunately, which is... I don't know. I mean, a lot of people are really raving on his brother and giving him a lot of shit, but I mean, yeah, it is what it is, I guess. I'm sure Harry Kane can also make his own decisions. It's not, you know, it's not like he's got no say in his contract. If he needed, if he thought he wanted to have a clause like that in his contract, he could have said something and put it in. But I, I don't see Harry Kane 
going to City anymore. I think this, this was the last chance, and I think he's definitely missed it. Like, yeah. Um, it's also hard, though, because you look at someone like like Grealish, 100 million for Grealish. Like, mm. So what do you then have to pay for Kane? Because mm. I reckon 100 million for Kane would have been a lot of money. Yeah. 100 million for anyone is a lot of money. But now, you know, you've signed Grealish and Aston Villa player. No, no hate on Aston Villa. Great club. Had yeah. a lot of youth players coming through. and But the fact that now... What do you think Tottenham's going to look at it and be like, well, you paid 100 for Grealish, like, you're going to pay 200 for Kane, like, you know? And it's, yeah, unfortunately, I don't think, yeah, the whole whole gentleman's agreement is kind of, yeah, it's, you got to take someone's word for it. When money's involved, you know, you look at, just look at the world, man. Imagine if the world had a run of gentleman's agreements. Nothing would get done. It would be the most corrupt place in, you know? So, <laughs> No, like, I yeah. think they definitely overpaid for Grealish. I think it was sort of the sum that they said, well, yeah. they can't say no to. But now, based yeah. on that, you can't be like, well, you paid that much for Grealish. This is Harry Kane. Um, give us that amount of money. And that's another thing. Is but, that, uh, but, but the thing is, Daniel Levy will do that. Tottenham will do that. They, they, they will never... Because I think City did make a bid for like 150, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. And they said no. But he's never going to see that money again. He's not no. going to sell Kane next year or something. You know, no one's going to be interested in Kane. Like, not that he's going to do badly or anything. Like, you know, he's going to be. I think this was the time if you wanted to sell. Like, right now, obviously, this weird mix that we're in with COVID and everything like that, and Cubs trying to get some sort of normal attendance and make some sort of money in terms of how the value that they put on players that are playing for their club. This was the time to get rid of him, or. Um, mm-hmm. If he has to stay, like as as we spoke about with Mbappe and everything like that, like it had to happen now. Otherwise, yeah. Yeah, he's going to have to take out of his own pocket to find somewhere else, or maybe he's going to move on to another club or whatever. Call it. But he's just going to lose. Um, the guy didn't want to be there. Yeah. Um, I understand. Yes, he has all the rights to say no, but I think there is that also that other part of him being a businessman, being a boss, not to sort of be dictated by the player. There was definitely that political game as well. Yeah. But, 100%. Yeah, at the end of the day, this is the thing. You're going to lose out. Um, you're not going to get that money again. You're never going to find a Harry Kane again. Like, you know, he's just going to get there. No. You, maybe you'll retire at the club and or you'll, you'll, it'll be what it was. But there's also that element where I think we as fans of football are saying, well, you know, a cap was put on Harry Kane's ceiling. Unfortunately. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like what he could have achieved, you know, he could have. If he had gone, I was saying City are going to win the league this year, but they're favourites. So there's a Premier League title he might never win. Champions League this year, maybe it's theirs. Who knows? Like, especially with someone like Harry Kane in their squad with a world-class striker, that's all they're missing. That's literally the only thing that team is missing is a striker. So, I yeah, I do think that they missed. He personally for Harry Kane, I think he's missed a very big opportunity, and he can feel hard done by for sure. But um, yeah, it just goes to show you that you know money rules everything, man. Like you can be the nicest guy or whatever, you have gentlemen's agreements and all that, but when it comes down to it, whatever's put on paper, like he has still got three years left at Tottenham. His contract is still for another three years, so Levy's not wrong in not selling him. Like, you know, he's contracted for another three years. So, mm. sorry, you have to play for us. Mm. And that's the approach they took. 
But then again, like you know, if you look like I said with Grealish, it was in his contract. If a if a Champions League come, club pays me like a hundred million for me, then I'm free to talk to them, and you have nothing. There's nothing you can do about it. And uh, it was a secret, um, a secret. What do you call it? Uh, release clause that they had. I think it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't. Yeah. You know, made public. I don't know how they got no. exactly hundred million. I was just like, ah, that's a bit questionable. They knew that they should come exactly with a hundred more. But okay, fine. <laughs> you must have hinted somewhere to Raheem. It's like, hey, Raheem, it's a hundred more. Go pass it on. <laughs> yeah, but. Oh man, it's yeah. It'll be an interesting one because, like, obviously Nuno is a good manager and he's always had a good relationship with his players. Like, Nuno <laughs> Espirito Santos. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> you know, he's, he's he's always he's always had good relations with his players. Like, even when they played when Tottenham played Wolves on the opening day, like, you, like you could just see all the Wolves players. Like, they went to him personally. Like, I mean. Adam Traore during the game went to him and gave him like a handshake and a big hug mm. when he went to go and get the ball for a throw-in. Like mm. the guy, he does he does build a good team and he does get the team on his side and it looks like everybody supports him. So maybe he can get Kane to like commit again, but I think it's just hard when someone has made it so clear that they do want to leave and then. The hierarchy or the you know the people up at the top have made it clear that they're not going to sell it. Mm. So it's like because apparently Nuno went around the the, um, the the dressing room and was like, "Do you want to be here? Do you want to be here? Do you want to be here?" And I mean, it'll be awkward as fuck when he gets to Harry Kane because everybody knows he doesn't want to be there. Mm. And it's like now you got to build a team around that, and it's like, and you will build a team around Harry Kane because. No matter the way he goes, you are going to pull the team around him. He's, he's a great striker. Yeah. But, yeah, I think Tottenham, but that's Tottenham for you, man. They've always been, it's always been about money for them. Like, they don't pay their players as much. They've, always, they've got salary caps. Um, like, obviously, they had the big transfer where they sold Bale to Real Madrid. And they used that money to buy in a lot of players, which I thought $150 million is... In today's market, it might be difficult because they know, oh, they've just sold Harry Kane for 150 million, so they've got a lot of money. So if they went in to buy someone, let's say they wanted to buy Tammy Abraham, for instance, like he got sold to Roma for 30 million. But if, but if they would have pushed it, it would have been like Mm. 50, 60 or something because Mm. they know they've got the money. So Mm. like you do have to understand Levy's side of it too, where he's like, you know, I'm like you said, you're never going to find another Harry Kane. So you're not. So you can understand why Tottenham wanted to keep him, but then you've got to, now it's a gamble of are we going to mess around with the team chemistry yeah. to keep someone that is great but doesn't want to be here, or do we just cash in and hope for the best? It's, yeah, a bit of a catch. I think in terms of him, like in terms of his goals and what he still wants to achieve in football, I think maybe his focus now will shift to England. Because, yeah. you know, what else could it be? Like, he's not happy to be there, but he's going to play football because he loves playing football. And, yeah, yeah the focus is just going to be on England. Like, if, if Tottenham go all the way, they'll go all the way. I think as individual, he'll still be like, well, I'm going to do things. But, yeah, maybe he won't be that. We, I don't want to say that we won't see the hurricane of old, but I'm 
like it's going to be a, a, a sour talking point, you know. It's going to be sure. everyone's been talking about it. He's going to be reminded about it every single time. I mean, newspapers won't, you know, won't let him forget it. Exactly. You know how the English media is. Yeah. Like if he goes on a spell where he doesn't score for a few games, then they're going to be it's like, good. oh, they should have sold him. Yeah. You know, so it's always, there's always, regardless, it's a lose lose. So I do find it interesting that they didn't sell him because at that point, it's like, it's kind of the same with Rooney. Like when Rooney was really vocal about leaving United, Ferguson sat down and got him to stay. He was never the same. Like we never got the same output from Rooney. Like it did taper off so, so drastically towards the end of his career that it was like, well, as much as we all love him and it's Wayne Rooney, like, would we have been better off selling him? Yeah. Probably. Like, just because, yeah, he's going to affect, if, even if he doesn't, even if he comes in with the most professional, like, attitude and everything, it's just the players read the news, the players get told things, like, you know, and it's, it, it, well, I think it will affect. But then again, you know, like I said, he does build a good team ethos and a good team chemistry. Maybe he can turn around, but then again, what is there to, for him to win the season at Tottenham? Are they even in the Europa League? I don't think they are. You finished ninth. You know, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you know, there's no European football for him. I think it's only Leicester and West Ham in the Europa League, and you know, they're not going to win the Premier League. It's yeah. that's not going to happen. So, like, for Kane, it's almost like you're right off another year. Yeah. Like, he's, and I think you're right, he's going to concentrate on England because less than a year from now, next year, June, we've got the World Cup coming around. Yeah. So, I think for him, he's going to concentrate a lot more on the World Cup. And then maybe, I mean, if he does have a decent season, has a good World Cup, there'll always be suitors for Harry Kane. Yeah. For sure. But I think City. Yeah, I think City are checked out. I don't yeah. think City are going to want him. Unless something like PSG or Real Madrid or Barcelona come and get Haaland and then he's like, Yo, well, there's no other striker. Yeah. He's, he's finished another year on his contract. Maybe we can get him for $120 million this year. Yeah. So, like, I think everybody loses at the end of the day. Tottenham will lose because they're not going to get $150 million for him again. Yeah. And, yeah, it's, you know, it'll be... It is sad because... I mean, as an English player, like, you do want to see him win. You want to see him lift trophies. You want to see him going to places and, like, winning the league and mm. all that kind of stuff. But I guess it's also good for us in a way because I don't really want to see Harry Kane play for City <laughs> because I think then the Premier League would become, you know, I think then we may as well hand him the trophy now because the team would be unstoppable, man. Uh, do you think there'll be any more late surprises? Who do you think will make, uh, you know, you think there's some teams which still need to do some shopping, there's some transfers that need to go. I know there are talks, there's rumours around Adama Traore trying to go to the, uh, to Tottenham as well. Um, okay. So that, was, that, that, that's, that's, that would be nice. That would be interesting. I think he obviously has a burst of pace and he would love to be with Nuno as well. Yeah. Um, I don't know if Arsenal's going to make any, <laughs> you know, last efforts. I think if there's any shopping, they Arsenal, need to do. Uh, Arsenal has spent so much money this transfer. Yeah. Like, I don't think Arsenal will buy anyone else. I think Liverpool might come in with one or two shock transfers. Like, they always do it. 
you never hear about Liverpool trying to sign someone. It's always like, oh, so-and-so signed for Liverpool. It's like, oh, when did that happen? There's yeah. no rumours, there's no nothing signed. And you're like, oh, wow. But I know that United are still pushing for um, Declan Rice. Obviously, we've got Jesse Lingard to dangle in front of them. You know, like, hey, we can put this in a deal somehow. Um, it would be nice if that happened. Like, I am hoping that that happens because that would kind of almost complete the United squad. Um, but, yeah, I don't think... I don't think Liverpool... Well, again, like I said, Liverpool don't really talk much about their transfers, but I wouldn't be surprised if Liverpool make one one big signing because that team as well, I think they've... You know, like, teams kind of go through, like, a three-year phase where they'll, they'll dominate for three years and then they'll fall off. Like, either have to get rid of players or bring new players in, but the team kind of stagnates a little bit. And now that they got rid of um, Genie and one album, they bought that... What's his name? Kanate or whatever the, def- yeah. the central the defender, yeah. Like I think he'll do well, and the fact that like Liverpool have got so many defenders at the moment because they went on a bit of a panic spree last year when Virgil got injured, and they got the Turkish guy. I don't remember his name now, but like he had a shocker beginning of his season, starting or Kabak. Yeah. So like Kabak, yeah, yes, yeah. So. I don't think, yeah, if Liverpool do buy, I think it would be in the midfield because I'd see Shakiri's left as yeah. well. Yeah. Shakiri's signed, I think, someone in Spain. Uh, I don't know if it was Leon. Or so I think they have. Was France or Spain? Oh, but yeah, he's yeah. gone. Some, he's gone to another country. Yeah. yeah. So I think they do have the potential to bring someone in, but I don't know if it'll be. I don't think it'll be like a big name signing. Um, obviously, Mbappe. What I've read this morning is Mbappe wants this thing done by Monday morning before he goes to the French squad because it's obviously the international breaks coming up after yeah. this weekend. So Mbappe's will before the draw. Well, yeah, obviously he's either going to stay or go, but he's told PSG he wants this resolved by Monday. So I think either tonight or tomorrow maybe we'll hear. But I think that'll be the biggest transfer. If it does happen, I think it'll be the only big one to happen. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of clubs have done their bidding. I mean, Chelsea's done their bidding. They've got the Lukaku in there. Yeah. Yeah, should be and, happy, yeah. Yeah. And I think PSG, is, they've done enough. Like, they've spent... They've, they've brought in so many players this year. Like, they even brought in Hakim from Inter. I think they've yeah, made like Hakimi, 60 yeah. million from him. Yeah. And he's, he's a solid right-back. Yeah. He's a good player. Yeah. So... Yeah, I don't know. I don't think... I mean, I'm not sure if Arsenal are linked to anyone. But I think, yeah, United, like I said, Declan Rice, City, I don't think they're going to get a striker. Um, and I think if anyone can do it without a striker, it's yeah, like, yeah. You know, he'll, he'll find a way to... Like you said, the last two games, they've had different scorers for every single goal. Mm. So they do know how to kind of get by without a striker, but they are missing. They are going to miss Aguero, I think, when it comes to deep into the Champions League and towards the end of the season, they, they're going to miss having an out-and-out striker. I think also the other thing that really, I wouldn't say scares me, but obviously in terms of City, um, you know, we've got Pep now, they're doing their thing, they don't have a striker, but they're going to maybe sign a few players. I know Jack, I don't I think he's there for, what, four or five years, but Pep's not re-signing his contract. At the end of 2023, he's gone. 
So like one, who do they have, you know, lined up that can work with the squad and 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 do the same yeah. thing? Um obviously it's always easy to speak with high or you know, obviously hindsight's a beautiful gift, but like, you know, maybe Arteta mm-hmm. should have stayed. It's <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's city. He would have inherited a very good squad and to be fair, he would have learned a lot more. Yeah. And he could have you know, he could have become a better copycat, maybe. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what, like, obviously we don't know what's going to happen to City in terms of all their players, but also even that, like, in terms of, you know, all, yeah, so all the new players that they've brought in, you know, who do they look up to? Who's going to be the coach? Um, obviously, it's way too early. It's happening in 2023, but I'm sure we might see a few old familiar faces come back. Uh, I have suspicions of some of the old, you know, Maybe Luis Enrique, if he steps down from Spain, maybe coming to City or something like that. That seems like it would be the best or fit. Mancini from, yeah. from um, Italy. Yeah, yeah. and you know, they'll he, give him the budget. Before. Yeah, they'll yeah. give him the budget as well that he wants. Um, so, yeah, I don't see any... I think, uh, as you said, the, the biggest one... <laughs> there were big ones, obviously, Messi, Ronaldo. Mbappe is probably the yeah. last big one that we'll hear about. And I think that I think will probably so. cap... Transfer market. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, the other thing is, if Mbappe leaves, I think there will be a very quick sale. I think Richarlison from Everton is being linked mm. as the replacement. Mm. So, uh, which I'll be sad to see him go because I do like him. He's in my fantasy team. I do like Richarlison. <laughs> um, he's a yeah, he's a solid player. Mm. Um, yeah, if 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 Mbappe goes, I think there'll be one or two quick sales, like some, you know, some clubs. Because think about it, if if they do buy Richarlison, Everton are going to be without. Well, they've got Calvert Lewin, who's great. I mean, I think he scored three goals already. Yeah. Three games. He scored today again. So, like, I think they've got a they've got a decent striker. But I think with Everton, they're not going to they're not going to let Richarlison go for cheap. Yeah. Especially if they know that you know PSG have got. Hundred and something plus for for um what's his name Mbappe, but then also you look at someone like Monaco because if Mbappe resigns his contract, Monaco get thirty five mil, yeah, thirty five mil, and it, and if he sells too, I think he gets thirty they get thirty five mil. Mm. So either way, like Monaco will have a bit of money, which will be good because like they're not far off the top in the French league, so I think with a little bit of money they might be able to make like, but then again. You know, Monaco will do what they always do. They'll go and find youngsters, try and bring the youngsters up. Like that's just how they. That's how they are. Yeah. Um, but if Everton lose Richarlison, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they could look at someone like Saar from uh, Watford. Mm-hmm. I know Liverpool have been linked with him. I wouldn't mm-hmm. be surprised if that transfer goes through because he's he's a solid player. Yeah. I know Liverpool are pushing hard for him. But they just so signed him, didn't they? Or was he there last year? Oh, did they? Did, I think he's. Did they get him? I, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, I, I, I know exactly. I think Islamic Sar or something like that, isn't yes. it? Yeah, yeah, he's he's also he's also good. Um, I think yeah, maybe yeah. it's either he is no, they haven't got him. I, I I know that he was moving to Premier League club, um, but he's been on my radar. Him and Pats and Daka, which. Um, He's a Zambian, but he's now at Leicester. I think he's going to obviously start filling in the roles or the shoes of Jamie Vardy when Vardy gets too old to run as a forward. 
Um, right. But yeah, those two would be reasonable buys as well. I think most of the good and reasonable buys have already been, you know, um, swapped, uh, taken up by some of the clubs, you know, like West Ham and uh, maybe Newcastle. They took off Joe Willock or they took Joe Willock off um, or took him yeah. from Arsenal. I was very surprised by that that Arteta sold Joe Willock. Like, I know he didn't start much and play for Arsenal and then he went on loan to Newcastle and he did well. He did mm. very well in Newcastle, hence why they paid 35 million for him. Mm. But I was surprised to see Arsenal let someone go like that because, yeah, he's, he is, he's young, he's got the potential. Like, I think he could become, like, I don't know if he's going to be your marquee Arsenal player, but mm. the guy's good. He's got talent. Yeah. And you know who's actually I've actually been very impressed by the season so far for West Ham. Like West Ham actually they're they're looking like a solid yeah. team. Like David Moyes has got something going on there. That um what's his name? Is it Michael or yeah, Michael Antonio? Yeah. Like I think he scored a double last weekend. He just scored again today. Like uh, yes. Um, may, may, is he in your fantasy team? Yeah, of course. <laughs> We're about to go <laughs> fantasy now. Now you even make me want to go check my points now because I had a uh, Diaz as well as Grealish, which yeah, Antonio. There we go, my man. And then, yeah, so I I don't know, man. It's gonna be oh, and then what's his name? Uh, is it, yeah, Ivan Joni scored for Brentford today. Really? Because I know we were talking, yeah, he scored 1 1 against Villa. Um, I know we were talking about him too. I think he's, he's the manager, is a Swedish guy or whatever he's, what's the manager's mm. name? Uh, your he, brother he, knows all the names. <laughs> I know what they look that, like. <laughs> yeah, he reckons that uh, Thomas Frank is his name. He reckons that. that Ivan Tony is one of the best strikers in the world. He says he's the best penalty taker in the world. Hmm. So that, he, yeah, yeah, he, okay. he, 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 I said that a couple of times that Ivan Tony is the best penalty taker that he's ever seen. So okay. I don't know. I am interested to watch. Like I know we've spoken about him. Hmm. We spoke about him a while ago. So the fact that he got, he's got, I think it's his first Premier League goal today, yeah. which is good, encouraging to see. Um, but yeah, I think Arsenal are going to stay bottom of the log because Norwich have drawn to Leicester. So yeah, Arsenal yeah. are sitting bottom. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like obviously it's still. How long do you think Arteta's got? Uh, I, How long uh, do you think they'll give him? I think game week eight or ten, if something as drastic doesn't happen, then I think by then yeah. it, it might even be too late. But like. Yeah, I think they're backing him for a while, but at some point you have to cut your losses, and I think they they, they should. Yeah. yeah speaking about that, yeah. No, I was saying speaking about fantasy, yeah. you know, um, obviously we've got the unsocial commentary podcast, and I want to call out a few people here. So wait, before oh, I call yeah. them out, <laughs> um, so Liam Green, his team's name is Greenish's Cause. Um, he actually okay. won the. The Euros that we had, and he's a friend of mine from Riches Bay. But this guy is a hockey goalkeeper. Like I didn't know he watches football, but I never knew like he knew his football that well. Because he surprised me in the Euro fantasy. I was like, uh, not that it was luck. I was like, oh okay, like anything can happen there. But it seems like he's he's quite on it. Um, 
in terms of where you're sitting at the moment, yeah, you second last. Yeah, um, I, I haven't been doing very well. Well, to be fair, only two of my players have played already, so I've hmm. got a lot of United. I've got yeah, some Leeds players, United, Liverpool, Chelsea. So I think only three of yeah, three of my players have played. Richarlison, Target from Villa, and then uh, and Martinez. Martinez, yeah, yeah. No, so um, I'm I'm doing okayish for now, but I'm just looking at last week's points. Um, so yeah, you second last. Last is Neil, <laughs> and Neil takes it quite seriously for someone that loves football a lot. <laughs> we should we should get him back on and brave on him. Maybe next yeah. weekend or whenever we should try have a. Uh, oh yeah, because it'll be the international break. So yeah, it'll be international. We can have a good break. look at. We can have a good look at how we've done fantasy parts. No, so that's my that's brother's fine. Andrew's Andrew's doing quite decent. Yeah, actually. and your brother's so snorty. What is the how the fuck did snorty do so well? <laughs> the thing is with your brother is that he's selected a side and said that's gonna be side from now on. I did try sort of convince him to say, well, put a bit of effort into it and just at least choose the one side and maybe okay, don't do any transfers or something like that. And it seems like he did do it. Right. He did make a few transfers because um, he's sitting ahead of me at the moment, although um, I see it's not showing all the game week points. Um, but I wanted to call out specifically specifically uh, Alex Frame, Corona Vieiras. What Corona Vieiras? Because he was saying this was going to be a walkover for him. Because when I invited him, he said, like, are the people that are playing your in your fantasy any good? I was like, well, does it matter? He's like, well, I don't want to be to be to be too easy because it's going to be a walkover for me. So he's only fitting, sitting third, and for that, I'm actually going to support Liam Green to kick his ass because um, this is fantasy. <laughs> it's not like it's a profession, you know. Like as much as cool. he takes his he takes it seriously though, because he's Alex Frame FBL on his Twitter. So everything that he talks about is fantasy Premier League, and you know he's in with. Fantasy. I see. He's, yeah, he's a fantasy geek. I won't say he's great at it, but he's he's obviously sure. sitting at third at the moment, and anything can happen. But yeah, I've done all right at the moment. I'm sitting on twenty five points thanks to Ruben Diaz, a clean sheet, Grealish with an assist, and Antonio, who's got me nine yeah. points. I don't even know how he got nine already. Jeez. Yeah, that's, I wonder if he got an assist. Yeah, one goal and one assist. Yeah, what do yeah. You, yeah, you get five, five for a goal, I think, and four for an assist. Yeah. Uh, so no, he got four points for a goal because he's a striker. Uh, three points for an assist, and oh, then okay. the other two points are for minutes played. played. Yeah, there we go. Sure. So, um, in terms of the fantasy football world, Antonio's been even last year. I think a lot of people used to pick him a lot. Um, Fantasy is obviously a, it's just a different beast. Like there's certain theories. Um, I always like, except for Ruben Diaz, because I chose him because one clean sheets because he's just a monster, and two like he will yeah. have the odd goal here and there because he's just a, such a presence in the box sometimes. But the rest of my defense are all wing backs sure. because I'm looking for that assist. You know, I've got Shaw, I've got James, yeah, I've got. Too. Simikas, which came out of nowhere for me, this Liverpool guy that, you know, yeah. uh, I think the last two weeks he scored. Uh, I have no idea where that guy came from. He was never on my radar. I was just like, I saw these points. I was like, huh, Liverpool. I thought, ah, you know what? He's lucky. He's probably just yeah. starting because um, Moses Robertson's injured. And then, yeah, he did yeah. it again. 
Um, but it's going to be difficult <laughs> this week because James and, and Simikas are playing against each other, the Liverpool-Chelsea game, which is going to be yeah. quite an interesting one. No, sure. I mean, I've only got wing-backs. I have no central defenders. <laughs> well, central defenders. <laughs> uh, like, the, the thing is, I don't like, yeah, there's one change I need to do is I need to swap Luke Shaw for one Lusaka. I don't mm. know why I put one Lusaka in because he doesn't have any attacking presence. He's just, he's just, yeah, he's a solid defender, but that's about it. No, there was some time um, last year in terms of fantasy where he was obviously whooping in a few assists. So like I, yeah. I, I I can understand that why you okay, I definitely understand why you want one Basaka and I see your midfield visa staples uh, Fernandez yeah. Pogba Salah um, you yeah. know some people and Harrison hmm. Harrison just because you know leads from last year yeah there's you know you, they, that leads teams always got a a chance to like finish top of the table like last year and Harrison yeah I had I had um. Dallas in as well for my first okay. for my first round, um, but yeah, I, then I ended up putting Salah in and taking out Dallas. But I've left Bamford up front. Just you know me and Bamford. I have I have, I have an undying love an undying love for Patrick Bamford. So he'll be there regardless. He, I don't think he'll ever leave. No, like I know a lot of more people go really in depth into this thing. Like, you know, there's another questionable one. Or obviously, when De Bruyne starts again or starts getting, sure. when he starts getting his points again, like, you know, there'll be a good three or four weeks, probably after the international mm-hmm. break, like, that'll be a good signing. Um, we have sure. to see how Son does. But also, Kane being back in the mix now that we know he's starting and he's staying there, like, he's also, yeah. also I think, one of those that will guarantee points as well. So, definitely, yeah. I know. From what I heard in one of the FPL podcasts was that uh, people are going to be looking to play that uh, wild card after the international break because we'll come back with a lot of injuries. Um, and yeah, we'll, that performance yeah, might you know, also... A lot of changes will need yeah. to be made. Yeah. So that's probably the time True. where I have to relook at everything. But at the moment, no, I'm keeping, I'm keeping mine. Um, I've got Grealish, Salah, Fernandez, and Suchek in the middle. Suchek was all right last season, but it seems like he's disappointing me. But you know, you always have to pay within your budget and stuff like that. So this is the best that I yeah, can. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, exactly. I think that's that's basically the reason I got Harrison. It was kind of just he is a decent mid- midfielder, but every now and then he'll pop up with a goal or an assist. Like last year, I think he had eight assists and like six goals or something. Mm, mm, mm. And the way Leeds play, like, yeah, that's why I just thought, well, you know, for a cheap midfielder, he's probably going to be one of your better options. But so far, no dice. Yeah. No, I think if if people are listening to us talk about this, we are not the people to speak about when it comes to fantasy. Oh points. yeah, no, I'm definitely no, don't do it for me. I'm just, I yeah, definitely not. I'll try get like uh, with the Euros. Yeah, with the Euros, like the team that I had was probably like could have been the like one of the best starting 11s in the world, and like got nowhere with that. So it's not it's not just about who's good or yeah, like yeah. It's there. There's there's a lot more going into it for sure. Like I mean, I know I had Kante in there. And it's like, you know, you can either choose. You know, you could put Calvin Phillips in there, but then you could also put Pogba, Fernandez, Salah, Son. Mm. Like you know, if it's within your budget, and that's I think the fine line of picking who's going to get assists, who's going to get clean sheets, who's going to score. That's really about yeah. 
So I'm sure there's a lot more into it. I don't I don't pay that much. Like it's fun to play, but I'm yeah. not like that invested in it. Where I, but you know, it's yeah. for me. It's always the banter, and that's what I'm saying. Like we already look at this. We like, well, the ninety somehow is ahead of us, which is like an insult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. you know, because that guy is probably just guessing things, yeah. And yeah, he yeah, probably has some... and he did on the last day, he made his team as well, so it wasn't even like he put much thought, and he just probably went in there and pressed the auto for something. I know there's another person I'm gonna name here, Clark Bishop, a friend of mine. I also call his nickname is Little Bitch. Um, but you know, he when we were discussing this, he was getting so touched about a person that he said one time when he was doing this. I think the girl said auto select. So every week the computer was selecting and she was like top of the log for eight weeks straight. And he got so pissed off about me because she wasn't even watching it. And I see now he's struggling. He's around 14th out of the 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 uh what do you call 17 people so i'm sure yeah. when he sees this and listens to this i'm definitely gonna send it to him he's gonna have a lot to say um but also that's the thing for but, him he's picking players that he loves that you know it's sure. a solid starting lineup but no yeah it's gonna be a long season and i'm laughing at people now i might be very low at the bottom except for neil like yeah he's had a rough time <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm actually gonna look at Neil's team now. Yeah, he's at three zero. Dollar's not even two dollar. Dollar, this guy, Carl Dollar's got COVID. He has, he's like one of he's so sick. He can't even play. He probably won't even play for like the next three months. He's like, got four zeros. He's starting goalkeeper. <laughs> Stones Tierney. If you have an Arsenal, if you have an Arsenal player in your team, there's problems. Like, I don't know. I would never put an Arsenal player in my team. Oh, he did well with Vardy though. Mm. Captain. That's Vardy. that's yeah. That's probably about his best pick. That's that's probably not. A, I should probably see if I can factor Vardy into my side. I need to get rid of Richarlison. Yeah. No, but he did come to the house. I think it was on Thursday. And he was going to ask your brother for tips. I was like, ah, that's not the person to ask. None of us are the people to ask. What are your brothers doing? <laughs> 